From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Disneyland Edition for the week of February 14, 2013. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Wayne Toygo, Mary Jo Mata-Willy, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, we continue our personalized trip planning series with Diz Senior Editor Leah Zanola, and Tony has a review of Tomorrowland Terrace Band, the 80s All-Stars. All that plus this week's news, Roundtable Rapid Fire, and our Diz Board Start of the Week. On this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Happy Valentine's hey. Day. Happy Valentine's, yes, Valentine's Day. I was going to send you a Valentine, Hello. but then I decided not to. Oh, You're so mean. <laughs> I know I am. That's okay. I, I got you chocolate anymore. and I ate it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, got you, I got you one of those squares at the Ghirardelli store on the way in. <laughs> oh, thank you. But, but it was open, so I had to eat it. <laughs> it, it wouldn't keep. <laughs> Does anybody have any housekeeping before I go goofy? Uh, I have a couple of just medi- really quick Before the ones. cold medication k- kicks in. Go it's ahead. It's too late. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, as we all sit here and sniffle. Yeah, I know. Um, my daughter is over at Disneyland, and she told me that the Haunted Mansion is open. And we probably knew that because it's already February, but mm-hmm. she just said that uh, she's just cooperating that it's open and that the lines were pretty long over there. Oh, really? So everybody wants to see the classic... Yep, I was there. Mansion. I was there last week, and it was five minute lines. So, mm-hmm. go figure. Yeah, yeah, go figure. They're they're people are young fickle. people. Yeah, and then uh, real quick, the Golden Horseshoe is back to its regular schedule. For those of us who thought were wondering if Billy Hill would be uh, moving back there after the limited time uh, review, and he is sometimes. He's, He's not. He's still at the Big Thunder Ranch Jamboree, and think, they have the Laughing Stock Company. No, I think. But during the week when the when the the path path through is closed, Billy Hill is at the the Golden Horseshoe. Really? Because yeah. I have it. Okay. Because I'm looking February eighth to tenth. So eighth to tenth is a weekend. Yeah, it's just the weekend. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Tom. I didn't know that. I, it's my job to keep. Now you do. Up. <laughs> you know, I do. Um, and that's why that's Tom's in that seat, and I'm in this seat. Before I came on the air, I was looking on Facebook, and, and I saw a picture from one of our competitors. Silly Symphony Swings is on rehab. It is gone. Yeah, I it's, saw that, it's too. Down to yeah. Is this an old mean? photo? <laughs> no, it's down to nothing. They took it all the way down to the bottom to rehab. Wow. Ooh, I wonder what wow. broke. Yeah, I don't know. That I mean, sounds like just, something worked in the it broke in the main mechanism. No, I don't know, but I mean it's, it was a scheduled rehab though. Well, maybe it needs to be fixed in the main mechanism. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe um, they just need to leave it and never put it back again. Yeah, that could be too. One thing I don't know that we've mentioned is Disney Junior. The date, their opening date is March twenty second. Great. Think we've, I don't You've think we've scheduled me to go see I don't think, it, huh? Yeah, I don't think we've said what the actual date was. So I just wanted to mention that. I have a housekeeping. Uh-huh. Um, this is a follow-up to your report on the Princess Fantasy Fair. Yes, I have the menu for Marisa's treats. Oh, yes. Yeah, the- um, what they're going to have three different flavors of bread twists. Uh-huh. Um, ch- cheddar garlic bagel for right. $4.19. Chocolate for $3.49. And strawberry almond for $3.49. Um, they're also going to offer the signature beverage, the Boysen Apple Freeze. 
and the drink is a boysenberry version of Red's Apple Freeze um, that's over in Carsland, and it can be sold by itself for four dollars and sixty nine cents, or in a collectible Princess Goblet or Gaston's Tavern Stein for nine dollars and ninety nine cents. What is not going to say about Disney serving boysenberries? I know. <laughs> well, not Knott's does sell Disney figurines in their stores, so that's true. Also, you know how Disney always, when they replace uh, an attraction with a new attraction, they always have a, a nod to the former attraction. Oh, that's right. The same thing is going to happen in Princess Fantasy Fair. Uh, on one of the buildings, there's going to be a CPG crest, which will be a nod to the old Carnation Plaza Gardens. Oh. We never mentioned that in our our discussion show from the other week. That's why this is housekeeping. Yep. <laughs> you know, and I remember Mary Jo and I went, "Ooh, look at that! Ooh, look at that!" And we were, and we, well, we were looking at the crest, but we didn't think about what it was, what it signified. Why? Well, I, I knew what it signified, but I just wasn't thinking about it because I was too busy trying to block somebody from talking about something else, which yeah. I thought was a cool non-spoil, a cool thing that should be spoiled. Spoil it! Spoil it! Spoil it! She didn't want you to talk about Figaro, but yeah, Figaro the cat. Yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Bubble Don't forget to check out Magic. our our new website, disunplugged.com, where you can check our, you download our show, listen to our show directly, or see links to everything we talk about. If you want to email the team, dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com, or each of us have our individual emails. That would be nancy at wdwinfo.com. And of course, chat night, Wednesdays, 9 p. What? Etc., etc. Chat night. Why'd you call me out. <laughs> chat night. If you want to tell I her more about, email, tell her, so feel free to email me. Tell her more about Figure of the Cat. Chat night Wednesdays <laughs> at 9 p.m. Kiss my little birdie in a cage. Wow. See, that was the part we didn't talk about, Nancy. Now you just did. You just spoiled it. <laughs> and I'm not editing that out. <laughs> um, does anybody have any okay. housekeeping before we pick on Nancy some more? All right, let's head over to Tony with this week's news. Okay. Anaheim Parks, say that again, Anaheim Parks lead Disney's turnstile boost. Local Disney parks saw a jump in visits during the bustling Halloween and Christmas seasons, helping the company boost tourism business late last year. The Walt Disney Company reported its earnings for September 30th to December 29th, which covers most of the two holiday seasons featuring special events, food, and decorations. The U.S. Disney Parks had a 4% increase in attendance compared with the same period a year earlier. Bob Iger, the company's chief executive, said the Anaheim Parks have experienced a dramatic increase in attendance and spending since the June debut of the $1 billion makeover of Disney California Adventure. As if we didn't know. The expansion included the opening of Cars Land. I, I didn't know that. Wow, it's that's well, open now? Yes, Cars Land. Um, car, yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. Are you sure it, you're not talking about something getting added that's, on? To that's, something the, uh, that's the Autopia, right? No. Yeah, yeah. A 12-acre area based on Pixar's Cars movies with three rides. Interesting. No way. Yeah, I know. I get, we got to hit that. Um, we're definitely seeing strong results in California from the significantly changed Disney California adventure, Iger said during a conference call with investors. The Halloween and holiday seasons are major draws for park visitors. During the holiday season, Disney California Adventure crews spiffed up Cars Land with special vehicle-themed decor, including wreaths made with tools, tires, and air filters. Across the Esplanade, Disneyland hosted 20 nights of the Candlelight Ceremony, a retelling of the Christmas story. 
two add-on except for the one that Tom and Tony went to see, Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, but then we had a lovely uh, meal afterwards. Yes, we did. Really? The, no, we yes. didn't. No, we didn't. We did, yeah. The hollow, oh yeah, you're right. I forgot. The Halloween season also brings in visitors, in particular for nighttime trick-or-treat parties that require separate tickets. While parks boosted business, the company as a whole reported a 6% drop in profits for the quarter. Oops. Overall revenues increased to $11.3 billion, up 5%. So Disneyland and Disney California Adventure did their part in, in uh, helping them with the finances. And in other news... Mm-hmm. A trip to Disneyland turned into anything but the happiest place on earth for one Southern California family. They're suing Disneyland because of actions by a cast member that they claim were racist. I was going to hug him, but he turned his back, six-year-old Jason Black recalled, talking about the rap character from Alice in Wonderland. Jason said that made him feel really sad because he really wanted to hug him. The rabbit was turning his back on me, nine-year-old Elijah Black echoed. Then I went up to try to hold his hand, but he kept on flicking my hand off. The family claims... But the person playing the character of the rabbit discriminated against their children because they are black. Our first instinct was, okay, maybe they have new policies. Maybe they aren't supposed to touch the kids, said the father. So then, you know, we stood by and we just watched. According to the family, the rabbit was happy to interact with the white children. There were two other kids that came up, and the rabbit showered them, hugged them, kissed them, posed with them, and took pictures. Meanwhile, meanwhile that made my kids feel horrible. The incident happened last August, and the family says they immediately went to the management office to complain. They filed an official complaint and were offered VIP passes, which they declined because the children were so upset. Instead, they are asking Disney to make a public apology and terminate the employee in the rabbit suit. They're not trying to get something they don't deserve, said attorney Daniel Gillion. All they've asked for is a little bit of recognition that should not have happened. That this, excuse me, a little bit of recognition that this should not have happened. It's about the principal, and what are you going to do to make the situation better so this doesn't happen to another family, the father said. After months of correspondence with Disney asking them to sign a waiver in exchange for more tickets, they've hired a lawyer. Of they're course. Now, they're now asking for surveillance video to prove or disprove the claims. Disney has not yet responded to the family's demands for video. They released a statement saying they carefully review all claims by guests. Would they you know, even... Where was this... I mean, I've never seen the White Rabbit. The picture looked like it was in front of the old tour guide building. Okay. Like next to City Hall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, in the uh, front. Yeah, I, I was trying to look because there is a picture, and I was trying to look at it, and it looked like it was like because it was like looked like a little stoop or stair steps up to a door. Hmm. So I'm I'm thinking that's where it is. So well, the front of the park. You know how these stories kind of multiply. There's another story too, where another family's um, suing Disneyland because they received um, because Donald Duck was ignoring their child, but not ignoring um, other children. <laughs> was their child so, coming up along the side where the character has no face? Um, you know where they you know where they just can't see in a line of sight. I mean. They don't have a lot of provisional, peripheral vision. Exactly. I mean, yeah, well, Disney characters were not designed to have peripheral vision. They they, they're very one-dimensional. And that's about it. Yeah, but that doesn't help this. I don't whether this happened or not. This claim doesn't sound like. I mean, we weren't there, but this claim doesn't sound like it's a peripheral vision thing. The other thing that I find interesting is that it says they're asking Disney to make a public apology and terminate the employee, which. If this happened, that seems fair to me. 
Yeah. So yeah, they're not asking for an uh, exorbitant amount of money. Not yet. The the weird the weird Sorry. thing about this is that the family that is suing the white rabbit, their last name is Who's Black, talked? and the family that's suing Donald Duck, their last name is White. So that's kind of a. That's but they said that, stop. That <laughs> they <laughs> apparently they were asking Donald to take pictures with their children, and he was playing with some other children. And he ignored their requests. And well, maybe because he was playing with the other children and then they were interrupting. I mean, that's kind of what I'm thinking. You know, we don't have the whole story, but um, you know, if 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 a character is playing with children, you're not really supposed to go up to them and yeah. stop that play and you know pay attention to my child. So I don't know what the whole thing. I just know that there's there are two issues going on right now. I mean, and it, one of them was February 10th was the, the late. I love the fact that you can meet random characters. In anywhere in Disneyland, but that then you run into the the thing that you know, you've got to wait for somebody else to be done, and there's no okay, but, real formal you know line. What? And okay, you guys are hitting a nerve with me here. I'm not saying this happened, but that has nothing to do with what they're claiming happened about waiting in line. And no, you guys are talking about the other people. This story does not talk about that. This well, story, no, but they well, said but, the kid it ignored. They said he, you know, the kid tried to touch him on the shoulder. Or to hold his hand. What if the kid? I mean, if if the kid is coming up along the towards the side of the character as opposed to approaching him directly on, we all have sat there and watched people interact with characters where somebody tries to to get the character's attention from an angle that they're not looking at, and you know they may not feel the touch based on how the how the character is designed. Well, I, we, or I, they I, may I, not interact because they've got people in front of them. You know, what are they supposed to do? Okay, well, but you know, we can, we can go ahead. Yeah, we can hypothesize but, all day. Yeah, but I think we tend to hypothesize on the side of these people are crazy. And based on the what I've read in this story, I don't – I'm willing to think that maybe they're not so crazy. I hate to say – sorry, I'm just – this is my own no, but, one man's opinion – but Tony, it's, I mean, you make a really good point. If if they're what they're saying is what happened, that's totally unacceptable. And I I think we've been jaded by all the lawsuits that have happened that aren't. Well, yeah. I have too. Yeah. But what's making me want to believe this group, the group, this this family, is the fact that they were off. Well, that they so far they're not asking for money. Now, this is what I didn't get. Where it says after months of correspondence with Disney asking them to sign a waiver in exchange for more tickets. They've hired a lawyer. So is that, am I reading that correctly in that Disney has said, sign this waiver so that we can get, and we'll give you more tickets and we'll call it a day? Right. I believe so. Yeah. And okay, Disney that, asked okay. them not to discuss it. If that's the case, then I, sorry, that's another, that's another shot on their side. Cause they want it. No, I mean, I think that's, that's what they do. That's the, that's Disney's cheap way of getting out of it. I don't know if you would say cheap, but I mean, we don't know what Disney's doing behind the scenes. To me, that's Disney telling the, the, is acknowledging, you know, you. That's guest satisfaction. Let us us try to to make this up to you. And then hopefully Disney's going in and reprimanding the employee behind the scenes. They don't have to have everything public on how, um, what their, what their interactions with their employees are. Sure, I'm interested. This is the first one where I was like, oh, maybe this did happen. The other ones, I'm like, whatever, whatever. This one, and it's not because it's a 
It's a race thing just based on the story that I read from the article that we got the research from. It seemed plausible. A lot of the other ones to me never seemed plausible. Right. This seemed plausible. I'm not saying it happened, but just based on what they haven't sued for $5 million and a stay in the dream suite, I don't know. I'm not. And if you see the um, news report, that and, and supposedly mm-hmm. the family took video of the white rabbit interacting with families after their children, and the white rabbit is very demonstrative. He's hugging and playing with the children, and in their photos and videos, um, the white rabbit is, you know, he's holding his paws together. He's not putting his arms around their children and, and things like that. So so it is interesting. Weird. So and, we will... Good. Yeah. No, I was just saying, we don't know what they're... how they approach the white rabbit. You know, if it's just, you know, if it could be that the white rabbit was responding to them personally, not to their race. That's true. And it could yeah, be I just... Mean, if they were rowdy around the white rabbit or something, yeah, he might have been trying to sort of curb their enthusiasm kind of thing. Or it could actually be that it was just a racist jerk in the white rabbit's car. So, I yeah. Mean, I to, and, and, like, it is possible. And that has to be take, that has to be addressed. Well, especially with the way that Disney trains guest services. I mean, that goes completely against Disney's, yeah. you know... Guest interaction. Yeah, oh, I know this isn't the road you thought I was going to go down, but I'm just saying. I I wouldn't have thought otherwise, Tony. <laughs> so, usually, yeah. so, anyways, we'll see. <laughs> now we have to keep our eye on the story and find out who's right. So keep an eye on that because, rabbit. Yeah, keep keep an eye on the rabbit. Trip um. him the next time. No, but I I would think that that for me, if I did for Disney, that would be cause for immediate dismissal. Yeah, even just the complaint, I'm almost surprised, yeah. now this would make me think that it didn't happen, is as soon as the complaint came in, if they found the guy and just said, I don't care whether you did it, you're gone, because this is horrible. Like, even if you didn't do it, like, if, if I was in charge, if I was CEO, like, really? Okay, see ya. I'll figure out some way to, like, you know, sneakily backdoor you out of here, but you're, you're gone. Yeah, but you have to remember the characters are Teamsters. Oh, well, never mind nice. then. I'd say, okay. <laughs> it's a union rabbit. Uh, so, if we, so if we see a big white rabbit in the unemployment line, we'll know what's <laughs> happened. Yeah. But it's true. They're, they're, and the entertainment uh, cast members are covered by the Teamsters Union. I do you know, not we, we always talk about there being 31 unions at, at the Walt Disney World Resort. That's one of them. I did not know that. Yep. Oh. So the white rabbit might be driving a truck the next time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what gives them all of their uh, regulations on how long they're out with their handlers and, you know, and the ins and outs of that. You know, because we always wonder why they leave in, like, you know, 10, 15 minutes. That's why. All right. That's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire. Let's start with Mary Jo. Well, over at Disneyland, they're, they're showing Disney movies in the Opera House. And starting Valentine's Day, they're going to be showing Lady and the Tramp. Um, this is only for annual pass holders. And annual pass holders have to go and register. I, I believe it's by 11.30 in the morning. It starts at 11.30, yeah. It starts at 11.30, thank you. And they'll get a wristband, and they can come back either at 5 p.m. or 7 p.m. 
um, to the opera house to go watch a Disney movie. And like I said, right now it's Lady and the Tramp, one of my all-time favorites. And that's just for this weekend, right? Yeah, it's it goes for um, February 13th through the 17th. Okay. So if you're in town this weekend, it's part of it. limited time love. Sorry. I don't know. I, and I almost want to say you could. I don't know. Can can they go to the uh, to uh, the uh, pizza port and get a spaghetti? Well, I don't spaghetti so. meal and take you it can in. Roll, and roll the meatball with your nose to the other side of the plate. Because <laughs> you watch the watch the movie. I don't think so. All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. Michael. Well, D23, the official Disney fan club, is holding the, its third fan art contest that's open to all members of D23. This year's contest honors Walt Disney's beloved musical film fantasy, Mary Poppins, which celebrates its 50th anniversary in 2014. Um, a select number of finalists' artwork will be displayed in the fan art gallery at the D23 Expo, which is from August 9th to the 11th um, in 2013 at the Anaheim Convention Center. Um, you can download the fan art contest um, application at the at, at the D23 website, and we'll have a link to it in our show notes. There's just one important date you should be aware of. Um, April 1st, the entry form and the concept um, art sketches are due, and then on their website you'll see a list of all the other um important dates that you have to be aware of. So for all our creative D23 dizzers, this might be something um, you might want to um, look into. Excellent, Michael. I will go next. Celebrate Gospel. The, or the Celebrate Gospel event returns to the Disneyland Resort this weekend on February 16th. Disney, Disney California Adventure welcomes 14 local gospel choirs from around Southern California in this annual concert. Performances are from 1045 to 1245 and 1.45 to 6 p.m. inside Stage 17 at the Hollywood Pictures Backlot. Free entertainment, extra, with your ticket, limited time, day, magic, whatever. That uh, actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah, they, they've done this for several years now, but it's always something they kind of announce at the last minute, and yeah, it's really good. Looks like looks really fun. Uh, Nancy, you're next. Okay. Who likes Redbox? No one. <laughs> I'm a Netflix kind of guy. Ah, uh, you know. Well, for those of you who don't know what Redbox is, Redbox is a local, um, well, it's local for us and it's local in several other cities. You go up and movies are basically a dollar. And it's little kiosks. You can find them all over the place. Well, guess what? Hmm. Redbox is beta testing a new feature and that is selling tickets and little event passes that are exclusive to Redbox and you can get them at any Los Angeles Redbox. They're doing this um, test marketing in um, Los Angeles in uh, they have one offered in San Francisco and Philadelphia, for those of our listeners who are up in that area, um, they also have a beta on this as well. But what's really cool about the Los Angeles stuff, you know, we've been talking about going around and doing things in other areas of town when you're here on Disneyland vacations. And we've talked about things like, you know, mentioning that Santa Monica has a 
you know, has a pier amusement parks, one of the last ones that's in California. And there's some great museums here and stuff like that. They actually offer little ticket packages, multi-day ticket packages. So they've got some exclusives. A few of the ones to take note of is the Discover Some Fun multi-day pass. Um, visit the Discovery Science Center, the La Brea Tar Pits, and see a movie at the California Science Center and save 29%. So your multi-day pass is um, between 18 and $25. I, I'm assuming that's um, child versus adult price. Another one is the Explore by the Shore. So if you're interested in going to Long Beach and maybe Santa Monica on your visit, there's the Explore by the Shore covers um, the Aquarium of the Pacific, which is the big Long Beach Aquarium. The Pacific Park, which is the Santa Monica Pier Amusement Park, and the Queen Mary, um, which is also in Long Beach. And that saves you 26%, and that goes from 35 to 55. And then another one that's kind of interesting is the Pirates Fun Pack. And it has um, uh, tickets to Pacific Park. You can go there. You can go to the Queen Mary, and you can go to the Pirates Dinner Adventure. And these are cool. Patrons have six months from purchase date to use of the pass. Um, voucher's good for 30 days from the activation of the first time. And, you know, we Disney fans are certainly, you know, familiar with that policy. You know, you can buy your tickets ahead of time. The minute you cash them in on the first use, you've got so many days to use them. So just all kinds of cool things like that. Even, um, even like local um, events like... If you want to go to the you know the Laugh Factory in either Long Beach or Hollywood, there's if you're a big auto race fan, you can go to Pomona Speedway and and go visit you know ra- the races. Is there a website that lists all that stuff, Nancy? It is awesome. tickets.redbox.com. Okay. Excellent. So yes, so you, oh nice even a Hollywood it. City Pass. So you can plan ahead and not just yeah definitely. Awesome. And you can actually buy them online as well. Cool. So not you don't actually have to be in front of a red box to actually buy them. All right. Thank you, Nancy. Wayne. There are two Disneyland fan pages on Facebook and Twitter. One is called Disneyland Today, and the other is called DCA Today. They provide real-time updates from the parks and answer questions from park guests throughout the day. I've looked at these. It's true. They're very cool. In addition to these updates, the groups create magical moments for guests at Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. For example, over the holidays, they had the 12 days of holiday magic. The team created surprise moments at both parks every day for the 12 days leading up to Christmas. Clues were posted on Facebook and Twitter and magical surprises like dinner at Carthay Circle Restaurant or the Blue Bayou, those were awarded to select numbers of followers who correctly solved the clues and found the team in the parks. Sounds really fun. It does. The Today Program also, or the Today Program team, also appears in the parks from time to time for little mini tweet-ups with the followers where they can get to meet the team members and snag a much-in-demand DCA Today or Disneyland Today button. And again, you can find both of those, DCA Today and Disneyland Today, on both Facebook and Twitter. 
It's really interesting because they will, they sit at the computer all day searching, Googling, or, you know, whatever the search engine, Disneyland. And even, even, because like, I would, I was posting from Disneyland, you know, something, and Disneyland today will retweet or answer my question or comment on my, my Twitter post. I'm like, oh wow, I gotta be careful what I say now. <laughs> because they <laughs> are watching. It's pretty right active. It. It's amazing yeah. if you're yeah. if you're ever feeling lonely about what's going on live at the park, just mm-hmm. pop over there and you sometimes get hour by hour updates. Sometimes they'll post, "Hey, Haunted Mansion only has a five minute wait. Head on over." Or, oh, that's, I you know I I I've had Twitter for a while, but I've never used it. I'm just getting started. Yeah, me too. I think I started when Nancy and I went to go see um, Avenue Q. Was the first time I ever twittered anything and tweeted something. Twittered. So, well, isn't that yeah, because I, I said that Tom posted a, your Twitter contact online, and you went, "Oh, well, yeah, oh, yeah, I have one." Yeah. <laughs> so I am the so, only one who doesn't on the team, by the way. So maybe I'll hold off for a while unless you guys can convince me why I need to tweet. Well, it's, it, and and Wayne's Wayne's uh, rapid fire. I mean, talk about! I just joined today the DCA in Disneyland. Still have no idea what I'm doing yet. But. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, Wayne. Tony. Okay, Sea World San Diego. For some reason, I always bring up the San Diego stuff. Hey, are, you from, are you from there or something? I heard okay. somebody keeps talking about, it. and and <laughs> it's teacher. This is basically a rapid fire just for me. Okay. Um, sea World San. <laughs> yeah. So, so listeners can just, you know, go get a drink or something. SeaWorld San Diego has a teacher appreciation, uh, free fun card. So anybody that's a teacher that is in the zip code 90000 through 93599, so you have to be Southern California. Dang it. Oh, so you that's Southern California, sorry. Um, can get a free, yeah, a free full year pass. Free. Sorry. Like I said, it's, Free full so year cool. pass. Yeah. But now what's interesting is in years past, because I was talking to some other staff members, um, they said, yeah, I'm not a teacher, but I brought my my, my uh, school district ID and it worked. This time they're actually checking with the California Commission on Teacher Credentialing's Ooh, website gosh. and making you actually put in your number, which I did. I had to search on the website. And then they email you back, yes, we verified your credential. You can have it. So then they send you an email with the ticket. And um, it on, on the ticket, you can also get um, fun cards at seventy dollars with the with the um, with your special teacher discount, and you can save up to fifteen dollars on single day tickets. So normally, let me find my uh, the San Diego fun card to be seventy eight dollars. Teachers get it for free, and then um, everybody else can get it for seventy. And then a single day ticket, which is crazy, is seventy eight, same price. So I know it's for only a few people, but for those few people that are listening, and if you're a teacher, like I signed up for it, I don't know if I'm going to use it, but I mean if it's free. So I guess we can do some segments on SeaWorld now. I Excellent. guess that's the, the, the rapid fire. Cause Thank you, Cheapskate. Yeah. <laughs> it's free. It's really you think I'm going to say, though. you know what, it could have been free to, what's the most womanly thing I can think of? The flower Teacher. and lingerie show? I would have, well no, that might be good actually. But um. <laughs> Like something totally like, you know, getting your nails done. If it's free, I would have done it. It's free. How can I not do it? Oh, you would totally get your nails done anyway. Tony, I can see you getting your nails done. You would manscape. (laughs) Oh, God. 
Let's I hope you wear it. your Tinkerbell outfit when you do that. Okay, we're not discussing. <laughs> thank you, thank you Tony. Now, to time that. for threat of the week, Mary Jo. Let's get out of this quick. <laughs> oh no, I'm enjoying myself too. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Um, this this week I chose um, worst the best diet Coke in the park, and this is by Emmers is the mommy. I had Hi, never. Hi Emmers is mommy. I know she's a regular on the Disboard, so I was. I was she happy is. That. We love her. Yeah. And I never thought that anybody would there's even different, care yeah. and that there's different, but she puts in her post, it sounds totally hilarious, but seriously, anyone who's a Diet Coke nut like I am and no, no, she's asking, is anyone a Diet Coke nut like I am and know which place is best? These are need to know things, people. <laughs> and so, um, Blackjack Delta, who's another uh, mm-hmm. regular, he puts, well, how could it be different? It's the same formula, which is my first no, thought. Oh, yeah. But they say the same formula, but no two dispensers are often tuned the same. Right. The ratio of concentrate, water, carbonation are manually adjusted by the technician setting up the machine and can vary. Yep. So. Okay, I'll add one add more. Okay, Wayne. I'll add one more, which... I'm not speaking from gross experience, but I am speaking from somewhat experience, which I'll put money on it. This is more the reason than the reasons given previously. Three words. I think it's three words. Premix versus postmix. Hello to my friend Michael, who understands what this is. There are two ways of mixing soda at a dispenser. One is you have a canister which has the entire thing ready for disbursement and you plug in the gas dispenser and out it comes. And the other, which is very common in theme parks, is in addition to the gas canister, you have all the syrup canisters and then you have a big canister of seltzer mix essentially. And you mix the contents at the nozzle. That's post-mix. And trust me, it's better. <laughs> because it's got a, it's got a better syrupy taste. And I'll bet you anything you want that that's what this person is, is noticing. Is when they find that Diet Coke or regular Coke is just amazing this way. That's mixed post-mix where you get a lot of good, rich, natural, syrupy flavor, that's the way to do it. That's the good stuff. And it's probably in the older facilities because the newer facilities don't do it that way anymore. You're welcome. I don't know the... I I can't believe you knew all that. I don't know the answer. I used to drink diet soda like literally like three a day. I've given that up, trying to be healthier. I know it's diet soda. I don't want to get down that road. But... It's true. Different places have different diet sodas. So it is important when you're addicted like so, I was. So what's the answer? But I don't know the answer. That's the problem because it's been so – they could have changed. Um, I'm gonna try. I think Wayne needs to go and check each one. I, I'm going to have really to cool. now. I'm definitely going to have to. So when I, work, when I work concerts at Six Flags Over Texas, <clears throat> our concert pavilion was really detached from the rest of the theme park. Consequently, we didn't have all the facilities that you might have when you could just cart canisters, you know, across from the supply place. Instead, they had to wait till park close and then truck stuff in overnight. So post-mix was the way to do that. Well, Michael and I used to love 
going downstairs because the lighting booth was right over the snack bar. And while we're setting up, of course, everything's turned on, so free post-mix for all the technicians, and it was wonderful, and that's where we learned to love post-mix Coke. <laughs> Good to know. Well, Topolina, she's, she's another poster, on the Dis- and she's another one who posts quite uh, regularly on Disneyland boards. She owns a restaurant in Northern California, and she was saying that in addition to that, that certain Cokes have to... to their optimum flavors at different temperatures. So she was saying that because um, they had a problem with the Diet Coke in their fountain, and she says that it turns out that Diet Coke must be served at a temperature of 35 degrees, whereas Coke, Pib, and Sprite can be served at temperatures slightly higher than that. And she said the temperature of the Diet Coke affects its taste, how well it holds carbonation, and that's probably she said that's probably why a chilled can of Diet Coke um, tastes better than a chilled bottle of Diet Coke. But then others were saying that bottled Coke usually tastes better because the chemicals mix differently with plastic. And <laughs> There's a whole conversation yeah. that you guys should read. But um, bottom line is that they said that the different people who know these things, unlike me, were saying that they think that Disneyland California Adventure pretty much tunes its machines the same way, so there's no real real difference. Uh, one person said that, in his opinion, uh, Blue Bayou had the best uh, soda. Okay, that's it. And- I, I got to go to Blue Bayou now. And then several several people said that the Coke at, at Coke Corner, they like the Coke there just because they're able to um, get a squirt of cherry syrup and get, you know, cherry Coke or cherry vanilla Coke, and they like those options there. So um, bottom line is it's all good, but if you want a little extra, go to Coke Corner. But I thought it was a cool thread. I had never heard of that. I'm sorry, Wayne, what were you saying? Tom, it sounds like we need to get a food service manager on interview. There you go. (laughs) See, See if they tune them differently. And again, that's on our Disneyland board, and by Emmer's is the mommy, and it's what's the best Diet Coke in the park. Excellent. Thank you, Mary Jo. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplug. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland segments this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.